0: is the odd and offbeat podcast. Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, home of all things weird. Ho- yes. Hosted by, <laughs> including uh, our opening <laughs> segments to it, the actual podcast. I am Matthew Baker, and the man over there is the intrepid Louis
1: Fox. That's right. I'm like a, a battleship. Yes, yes, you are. I just keep going under nuclear power.
0: How is, uh, how's it going, man? What's going on with Louis Fox?
1: I was in L.A. and I had a $25 Bloody Mary.
0: Was it a specific type of Bloody Mary or was it?
1: There's like one bar at the Burbank airport. Oh, yeah. There, well, there's two. There's one that's like a cafeteria mm. and then one that's Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's something about him I don't like. Guy Fieri? Yeah. I don't know. It's something about him. I've
0: eaten at that restaurant, it's actually pretty good. It
1: is. It is. But there's something about him that I just don't like supporting. I don't know what it is. He's probably the coolest guy in the world. Yeah,
0: I don't know about that. His
1: TV persona rubs me the wrong way. Doesn't he have
0: like some sort of like misogynistic like catchphrase? Like he eats food. He's like, hot damn, that was a sexy bitch or something like it could that. could
1: be. I don't watch the show. Yeah, I don't know. I just ordered a margarita or a bloody Mary. Uh-huh. And so they bring me like a skull glass that was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot to steal it. Uh-huh. And but there was more crap in it than there was booze and uh,
0: tomato juice. Like they had garden growing.
1: They had the celery stock. They had.
0: They a... had the the celery stock shaved like his fucking weird ass <laughs> hair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then they had like a slice of bacon in it and a beef jerky and yeah, then, yeah, like the fruit right. stick. And the lady goes, um, "Do you want a regular shot or a tall shot?" And I said. Tall shot, is it a double? She goes, no, it's a tall shot. I go, well, what's that? She goes, two ounces. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a third more of the booze. I'm like, I'll just pour this bottle I snuck in. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I would like to note that we have sent napkins from that restaurant in our <laughs> prize-winning swag <laughs> that I stole the last time I was there.
1: So hey, what have you been up to? Have you bought an expensive drink? I
0: did two oh! days ago. It's almost like we talked about this before we started recording, <laughs> but we didn't. Except we did. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I was in the Costa Rican airport in San Jose, and you know I'm waiting for my waiting for my flight, and I order a margarita, and all the prices are in Costa Rican money, pesos, uh-huh. right? And I just got off a cruise ship that day, so I had not spent any time in Costa Rica, so I didn't know the conversion. I didn't bother pulling up the mm-hmm. you know the my converter
1: app. Oh wait, so this was in Costa Rican This isn't Co- no, but American no, no, dollars. Oh
0: no, no no no. So the price on the menu is in Costa Rican yeah. pesos or dollars and I didn't convert it over. I just assumed, oh whatever, it's going to be 10 or 15 dollars, yeah. maybe 20 dollars at the most if mm-hmm. it's, you know, some sort of if guy it's Ferrari. The Costa Rican guy Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> you know whatever it is. And so the guys, like, do you want same thing? You want a single or a double? I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, uh, you know, I'll have a double. I always go double. And uh, and so I end up, you know, drinking it. It was, it was okay. It wasn't that strong mm-hmm. for a double. I was like, okay, that's a little weird. And I'm, I end up talking to the guy, this guy next to me, and um, I'm, I realize I'm my flight's boarding. And so I go, hey, can I get the check? Give the guy my credit card. And it's not one of those ones you have to sign. They ran it. And I look at it, it's $46, Jeez. U.S. dollars. It says USD, $46. And I say, oh, sir, excuse me, there's some mistake. Uh, <laughs> there's $46. And it's, I only got one margarita. He goes, yeah, that's the price. And I said, you're telling me that this margarita that I barely am getting a buzz off of was $46? Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, I guess capitalism doesn't stop at the United States. <laughs> Good Lord, I go. This was not only, a-. and so I kind of went off. There was there was two people at the yeah. bar. I go, hey everybody, make sure you check the
1: prices
0: because they're gonna <laughs> gouge your eyes out with this. And I started swearing at the bartender, like it's his yeah. fault, you know.
1: I like how you got mad at me for texting the Bernie Sanders guy, but you're, you'll swear at the bartender for a forty six dollar margarita. Yeah,
0: because they ripped me off. Like what? Ser- that's what I. That's what I hate. You know what I mean? I'm just. I am tired of maximizing the most amount of money you can get out of yes. people, right? Just nickel and diamond here and there. Constantly. That's like, not
1: nickel and diamond. No, I mean, <laughs> it is, right?
0: But that's the thing, right? Like, I didn't know what the cost was. I yeah. didn't know the conversion. And then it was like $46. Like, I'm fine paying like a premium price, but that's just exuberant mm-hmm. at some point, right? Like, you know, a margarita somewhere else, like maybe $7, $8, $9, $10 well, at airport, the most. I'm
1: always amazed at how expensive a double at the airport is. It's like...
0: Yeah, but even $20, I've been okay, like that's a lot. It should say in the menu, this is $46, but you can swear at the bartender. Three times.
1: <laughs> you can be seventy-eight decibels swear Comes
0: with a side of five F words towards our bartender. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, why? I I don't know. That's why I went to a Panera. This is funny.
1: <laughs> you went to the Panera bread and the margarita was only $43. Yeah, no,
0: I went to the Panera bread in D- Dallas to get dinner. Same prices as the Panera in anywhere else oh, you would go. They didn't inflate their prices. It is the same. I was like. I'm not a fan of corporate America, but I was like, "Go Panera."
1: Like, there you go. That's why you need to get the lounge pass for the airport. I know, man. My Bloody Mary in the morning is free. Yeah. So Seattle, the airport in Seattle, has a deal where you can get a pass to go through security. Uh huh. And my family flew out this morning. Uh huh. So I applied for the pass. Yeah. But they flew out. Their flight was at eight oh five. Oh, so
0: you applied to go walk in with them and hang out with them at the airport. Yeah. And then they fly out, and you just
1: drink at the lounge, you know. <laughs> that was my live plan. there
0: like the Tom Hanks in Terminal,
1: yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I apply for the pass, and then you, I, I got approved. Uh, but the, um, it's only good from eight a.m. to nine p.m. Uh, so I couldn't. They would be on a plane. Yeah,
0: right. So they're trying to restrict people from staying the night
1: there. I think so, but. Now I have this pass to go to the airport. I might go and get free lunch. Oh,
0: you can just go whenever you want? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would you go to, like, let me go park, walk in, go through security to go spend extra.
1: I wouldn't spend any because it's all free in the lounge.
0: Ah, there you go. Smart. So take the train to the airport. Go through security. Get your free drink. Free. Yeah. Free food.
1: Free food. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be my lunch. Shower. Meal. I've got no family today. Absolutely. So it's gonna, gonna be my dinner. That.
0: I would do that all the time. N-
1: now that I have the pass, I mean, what's
0: some questions that they ask you on the pass?
1: It all they ask is your. Do you have a home? Yeah. <laughs> all they ask is your name, birthday, and um, that's it. Wow. Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. Wow. Next time you fly, I'll I'll come meet you at the gate. All
0: right. Deal. All right, well, let's get to the weird stories. Let's do it. And now for some weird news. This story comes from Miami Herald. Calm.
1: That's a news source more reliable than a free range chicken from New York City.
0: What are you saying that uh you can't can't be walking the streets of Harlem?
1: <laughs> it's an urban free-range chicken.
0: You know, you get the chickens that are walking around, you know, Brooklyn with the bow ties and the <laughs> frizzled hair. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Listens to old vinyl records and <laughs>
1: he's hanging out the record shop. Rolls their
0: own cigarettes.
1: <laughs> Tight rolls his jeans. <laughs> That's for you. Don't want to eat that bad boy.
0: So this story is interesting, and it has some some disturbing pictures. I don't think we're going to post these pictures. They're a little bit. I like
1: almost. how you'll post. We'll post the guy with the ear on his arm, but not this. Yeah, this is a little much.
0: So the story goes: tacos, anyone? Iguanas are falling from trees, and people are selling the meat online.
1: I like how it's the only meat you harvest is iguanas. <laughs> like you don't harvest like beef.
0: Yeah, it's true. Mango season may be months away, but if you live in South Florida today, your trees may be ripe for the picking of iguanas.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Iguana meat, dubbed Chicken of the Trees, started showing up on Facebook Marketplace overnight as the temperature dipped into the
1: 40s. I always thought Chicken of the Trees was a pigeon. Oh, yeah, yeah. My grandma used to catch pigeons and cook them. Oh, really? Gross my mom out. I
0: wonder if that's uh, better than iguanas. I don't know. The green iguanas are an invasive species, stunned lifeless by South Florida's occasional cold snaps, and they die if the chilly weather holds. The National Weather Service even tweeted to watch out for falling iguanas.
1: What a weird, like, insurance claim on someone's homeowner's policy. Oh, yeah, right? How'd you get that concussion? It was forty degrees out. A guana fell on my head.
0: Yeah, well, when I lived in Samoa, anytime there was like big winds, like you always have to look out for falling coconuts. Okay, right. And we had a teacher at our school that got hit. With a uh, with a coconut, did like some actual damage.
1: Well, isn't there that weird fact that more people die from falling coconuts than they do than, than people get hit by lightning or attacked by oh, sharks? I would imagine
0: that's true. I love that that was in the weather service report. It's cold with the chance of falling iguanas.
1: Seventy <laughs> percent chance of <laughs> falling iguanas.
0: <laughs> uh, so that apparently makes them easy pickings for backyard harvesters.
1: I like how people. I mean, I guess they fall. They're not dead. They're just stunned, though.
0: Well, they say if it's a prolonged cold spell that they will die. Can
1: you imagine if you had a bunch of trees and it's it's cold and you gotta like get up at six a.m. to shovel your driveway of iguanas (laughs) so so that you can get to work?
0: (laughs) Several ads for skinned and butchered iguanas, looking like peking, not duck, were posted in Miami, Doral, and Homestead. Some of the ads, however, were posted days ago and show iguana meat that has clearly been frozen. Though not by
1: South Florida's climate. That's sheisty where they're trying to bring in their frozen South American oh, yeah. shifty iguana.
0: Yeah, you know this is a redneck thing, right? Like, I'm going to stuff a gator with turkey, and inside of that turkey's going to be a duck, and inside of that duck's going to be an iguana, and inside of that iguana's going to be a turtle.
1: And <laughs> inside that turtle's going to be chaw.
0: <laughs> At least one ad showed what looked like freshly Prepped garabo, a name often used as interchangeable for iguana in parts of Latin America. The animals may be slightly different species, but both are often found as invasive in South Florida.
1: So I guess it's good that it's getting rid of an invasive animal.
0: Yeah, but can you actually eat them or should you?
1: Without reading the next paragraph, I'm going to say I would try it and then I would get coronavirus. Yeah,
0: well, I travel to Honduras quite a bit and they do eat iguana pretty regularly down there. And I think it might be illegal because they've hunted them. Well, I think it says this in the article. You absolutely can, as long as the food comes from a reputable processor. <laughs> not
1: Larry down the block. Not a
0: guy in a MAGA hat.
1: <laughs> that makes them a reputable Okay, they know iguana. what they're doing. That's what you're looking for in, in roadside iguana.
0: <laughs> I would love to see, like, the handmade sign, redneck biz. Like, we will come and remove your iguanas in your yard for free.
1: Well, now, I found a list on Craigslist, or a guy, a listing, because I was trying to figure out what iguana goes for. Uh-huh. I couldn't find any. But he will remove your iguanas. Apparently, his name is Jesus. And the headline <laughs> says, got an iguana problem? Call
0: Jesus. Ah, uh, that's hilarious. They are commonly hunted in Central and South America and parts of the Caribbean and are an economical source of protein, according to the organization's posts. There is a reason why these invasive iguanas are hunted in their native countries as food to the point where they are considered endangered species. Uh-huh. Frank Mazzotti, professor of wildlife ecology at the UF. IFAS Fort Lauderdale Research and Education Center in Davie, Florida. Good Lord, that's the longest (laughs) name for uh, (laughs) a.
1: How does he fit that on his business card? (laughs) they
0: even, like, they shortened the first part of it and they still had the rest. It's too much. It's like
1: three sentences.
0: (laughs) What's your title? It's a paragraph. (laughs) They are excellent to taste and they are a great source of food, he says. The iguanas should be treated like chicken from preparation to safety handling since they can carry salmonella, Brenda, Marty, Jimenez, and UF, <laughs> F a UF-I-F-A-S agent wrote on the organization's blog in August.
1: Who would think that anything doesn't carry a... you gotta, you gotta cook it. You don't eat it raw. It's not like a t- tuna steak.
0: Yeah, right? I don't know. I mean, ceviche is what? It's raw fish, right?
1: Yeah, but isn't it prepared somehow? Like it's pickled or...
0: No, I think it's just prepared with lime.
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> Cilantro. Yeah, because I
0: just in Belize we went on a tour and we were snorkeling and they were spearfishing conch and they make conch uh-uh. ceviche with the conch that they caught. So it was just like, you know, lime sauce and tomatoes and onions. Yeah, so. but it's cooked. The no, it's not ceviche's not.
1: It's but it's served cold. I think it's cooked. It is served cold, yeah. Yeah, I think it's cooked, but you serve uh-uh. it cold. No, sir. Oh, the acid from the limes and lemons changed the structure of the proteins in the fish, essentially cooking the fish without using heat. Gotcha.
0: Some say they look like alligators or mini dinosaurs, and others say they look good for dinner, she wrote.
1: I like how the people observing these are basically super like cavemen dudes. (laughs) Some people say they look like gators. Florida guy. Some people say they look like mini dinosaurs. Another Florida dude. Some people say they look like dinner. Another Florida dude.
0: What is that? Some sort of... Is that an iguana or some sort of miniature dinosaur?
1: (laughs) Or is that dinner? (laughs) (laughs) So
0: dumb. Because of the salmonella risk, IFAS warns not to try to make iguana ceviche. Instead, the meat should be cooked thorough to at least 165 degrees. IFAS even provided several recipes, including one for iguana tacos for newbies. For people who aren't accustomed to cooking iguana, it is suggested that an easier route may be to make iguana tacos or burritos.
1: So they've got iguana hominy stew, iguana burritos.
0: Yeah, so I would try it, you know, if someone was like, hey.
1: Hey, try this vegetarian iguana soup. I might try I might try
0: This is fake iguana meat. (laughs)
1: It's made
0: of guinea pig.
1: (laughs) Tofu iguana.
0: (laughs) So what do you think about this?
1: I like that people are, it's an invasive species, so it doesn't belong there, uh-huh. and they're taking advantage of it, and it sounds like it's fun novelty.
0: Yeah. I guess if they are dying naturally, then why not eat them in some way and get protein and honor their death?
1: Yeah, because if you just throw them away, yeah. they're sitting in your, your yard waste bin for yeah, a week, getting exactly. all stinky, yeah. raccoons are coming by. Yeah,
0: then you're just going to, raccoons are going to eat it, going to create some sort of weird-ass disease. Which only Florida people will have. Yes. Maybe that's what the Florida disease is—the Florida man. <laughs> go, that's oh, like go. the number one. Like when you go into a doctor in Florida, the number one thing on the questionnaire is, "Did you eat iguana this week?"
1: Or did you wrestle with a raccoon? <laughs>
0: uh, I do. I do like it. The pictures are a little disturbing. They look a little gross. Maybe that's what happened to the dinosaurs. All the go. Florida cave people <laughs> wrangled them up
1: and mm. ate them. It wasn't really a meteor. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so it's that's pretty interesting and yeah,
1: yeah, it's cool. I'm 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 a fan. Would you eat it? I'd try it, yeah.
0: You're from would you buy iguana meat from a guy on Facebook?
1: No, but I would buy it from the back of a truck in a parking lot. Okay, that's it's it's a little
0: safer that way.
1: Yeah. He's got a business plan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't have to go hit his house and maybe get kidnapped.
0: <laughs> True, cool. All right. And now it's time for strange stories from the timed capsule. With Dr. Henry. Hitler's nephew William, a U.S. Navy soldier, actually fought against Hitler during the war.
1: Weird news stories, pod
0: This story comes from a local news source,
1: comonews.com. That's a news source more reliable than a zero population growth fertility clinic.
0: Yeah, so they're just getting rid of all the specimens, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just throwing them in the back. <laughs> yeah, that would not be reliable. That would be a very large insurance scam, I would assume. <laughs> So this story is a local story to Seattle, and it says real-life superhero Phoenix Jones in super trouble facing drug charges.
1: It's your classic Spider-Man Venom scenario.
0: (laughs) A local superhero known in the past for serving justice and helping the police combat crime in downtown Seattle is now in super trouble with the law. Benjamin John Fodder, known by his superhero name Phoenix Jones, which I have to admit is a pretty, I like that superhero name. Yeah. He faces multiple drug charges after he allegedly sold a word I can't pronounce, Louie. Methylene dioxymethamphetamine, also known as Molly, to another person. Thank you for shortening it, drug person, <laughs> with foresight. <laughs> they're like this will never catch on
1: you know how hard that is to say when you're high out of your mind that's how you know who to arrest if they didn't have a shortened name if you can say this that you just failed your sobriety test i like
0: the regular names for drugs like molly mary jane emily bronte That's heroin.
1: Ah, the EB.
0: (laughs) An undercover officer with the Seattle Police Department scheduled a meeting with the popular Cape Crusader known in the past for patrolling Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood every week and stopping fights, feeding the homeless, and ensuring justice is served.
1: I feel like this story is the beginning of a Bruce Springsteen song. (laughs) They one night.
0: (laughs) I love how they schedule the meeting with, like, they have to call a secretary and, like, yeah, we'd like to uh, buy some Molly. Okay, we'll put you on the schedule for two o'clock on Wednesday.
1: No, they just use the searchlight with his logo.
0: (laughs) Fodder typically wore a costume underneath his street clothes in case he encountered crime on the streets. Who's that guy
1: (laughs) that looks like he's wearing. Two sets of clothes. <laughs> well, he's a thick guy, too. He's yeah. a pretty big guy. Well, he was he was actually an MMA fighter. Oh, nice. Yeah. His excuse was, I thought you said MMA, not MDMA.
0: <laughs> he carried a net gun and enlisted the support of a psychic in order to fight the surge of crime in the area. I just did some research on net gun. They're like 1200 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, I kind of want one now. Well, it doesn't say a lot about his sidekick, but I'm assuming it's Dr. MDMA. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet baby (laughs) E. This real-life superhero's particular undoing Though, happened to be a penchant for selling drugs, according to court documents released by the Seattle Police Department. That's, you gotta have a hobby. Yeah, you gotta have something to keep you sharp on slow nights. (laughs) Yeah, gotta kick back, relax. (laughs) I'm not sure
1: he's fighting crime or just casing potential clients. Yeah, or or setting up people for this to take down. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm on an undercover superhero Very smart.
0: I I would use that for sure. A witness told detectives they could not believe Fodor had not been caught yet by authorities, paving the way for an undercover sting operation designed to catch the superhero that
1: turned to a life of crime. So they caught like a like a low-level guy and he's like, I can't believe you haven't caught Phoenix Jones yet.
0: <laughs> the operation revealed Fodor sold MDMA or Molly to an undercover narcotics detective November 21st at a Starbucks
1: in Seattle. (laughs) They have the address. They have the address. (laughs) At nine nine (laughs) nine Third Avenue, in case you want the hookup. I
0: would go to that Starbucks if I knew they sold Molly regularly. I know.
1: Right? Here's the thing. This is soon to be one of the most Seattle locations. A place where you buy drugs from a superhero at a Starbucks. Yeah.
0: It's the classic superhero selling Molly at a major corporation story.
1: It's going to be on the Ride the Ducks tour.
0: (laughs) Prior to the encounter, the undercover detective sent Fodor $300 on Venmo, according to the report. I didn't know, like, you could buy drugs with Venmo. I feel like that's a bad drug dealer. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, cash only. That's
1: paying the prostitute with a check.
0: Yeah, right? Investigators said the famed superhero accepted an additional $200 in person and agreed to sell more Molly to the detective at a later
1: date. <laughs> i kind of like, let's just pencil in another buy. <laughs>
0: Police said Fodor handed the agent a brown paper bag, which had several purple powder substances in several dark color bags. Each substance tested positive for MDMA and weighed about 7.1
1: grams in total. And you know how he really got in trouble? He didn't charge him a dime for the paper bag ah he got violated the bag a pl- band, band.
0: <laughs> he used a plastic bag which is against the law in seattle <laughs> Cracking
1: down less
0: than a week later after the exchange the undercover officer reached out to fodor for another shipment of molly despite many text message exchange it took more than a month for detectives to arrange another drug deal with fodor according to the district court filing why, why didn't they get him the first time like yeah. Are they trying to just stockpile a certain amount of- I think the of... first
1: time was like a small amount.
0: And oh, then they wanted a larger amount. They wanted
1: to like bust them for real. Oh, it's three
0: drug dealers here out rule yeah. here in Seattle. Yeah. Police said Fodor and his unknown girlfriend agreed to meet an agent January 9th at a hotel for a party- The pair got outside of their vehicle just before 11 and were seen carrying a shiny gold backpack. Which is where
1: you keep all the drugs.
0: And a blue plastic tackle box, which is where all the crime-fighting supplies are, into the hotel lobby, authority said. Shortly after the vigilante and his accomplice, Andrea
1: Irene Burniston, 26, were arrested. I like how they said, unknown girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, P.S. Here's here's her name, social security number, and uh, birthday.
0: (laughs) Investigators found seven separate bundles of cocaine weighing about four grams, a scale with suspected residue, several blue narcotic package, an unknown white powder substance weighing approximately 31.7 grams. I
1: like how they haven't tested it yet. Yeah. they like, I don't know.
0: Detectives uncovered two small plastic bundles with suspected cocaine residue inside the brown leather bag.
1: Yeah, but it was a nice leather bag. It's very important we know the quality of drug containers. I can't believe they're going after this guy, though. Like, It seems like quite the sting operation to take down a guy who's sort of help the community. Yeah, now he was the guy that popularized, there's a video of him, like someone was giving someone crap uh, in one of the neighborhoods and he, he steps in. He I don't think he was in uni, in, in costume. Mm-hmm. But then, he was going to fight this dude and the police show up. Yeah. And they're like, you guys can't fight and he invoked the mutual combat statute. Oh, really? Where like, two people can fight but they have to stop if someone's like going to die. Uh-huh. And the cops are like, okay the cops are like we don't know what you're talking about but sure we'll you, see how this unfolds if you both are cool with this <laughs>
0: and then the cops are like in the right corner we have weighing in at 210
1: pounds yeah. he's, he's talking into the white <laughs> dog ladies and gentlemen welcome to the main event he's on the cars pa <laughs> so if you get a chance look it up it's like search like phoenix jones mutual combat seattle it's it's pretty cool <laughs>
0: Fodor's criminal history includes failing to appear for hearings for driving with a suspended license. He has six charges for DWLS since 2008. Which, which is
1: an offshoot of the Mormon Church.
0: <laughs> what, does, what is DWLS? Driving with a sus- license suspended. Oh, gotcha. The state said in a filing they are concerned Fodor will not appear at future court dates, but we let him out on bail. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Prior to his run in with the law, Phoenix Jones said he became a superhero after his friend was assaulted outside a bar, leaving him with permanent facial damage, and his son was injured by broken glass during a car burglary.
1: Now, that confused me. I'm sure I could look it up if I was less lazy. How do you get hurt during a car burglary unless you're the burglar? Well, they could be in the car. But that's not a burglary then. That's something else. Sure, it's a robbery. It's a yeah, but a burglary I think is like no one else is involved. Or maybe
0: they were walking by and the, you know, someone smashed a window and debris flew and hit his yeah, kid. Could be. He claims civilians could have rushed to their help but stood idly by. From there Fodor assumed his alter ego as Jones and donned a cape to ensure his loved ones would not be hurt again. Have you ever seen something that you thought was wrong or not fair, Fodor said back in 2013?
1: Yes. It's that someone in Nebraska's vote <laughs> in the presidential <laughs> election has more weight than mine. Do <laughs> you
0: ever that you something that you wanted to change and then you just thought about it for days or weeks? I don't stand by and watch things happen that are wrong. When I see it, I fix it. Does that make me crazy? No, not at all, man. I think this badass. Yeah. Fodor was a part of the Rain City superhero movement, which involved a group of superheroes patrolling the streets of Seattle. For years, superheroes including Jones, Buster Doe, Thorne, Green Reaper. Green
1: Reaper's moved on to a sweet career in the marijuana industry.
0: (laughs) Gemini, No Name, which is a great name, Catastrophe, Thunder 88, and Penelope roam Seattle.
1: Thunder 88. And Carl.
0: (laughs) And Rick. Roam Seattle's downtown streets in order to protect innocent civilians. Dressing up as superhero and fighting crimes is not illegal, but Seattle police said that they do not encourage vigilante
1: justice. I like that they had to point out it's not illegal. Like, the whole plot of every Batman movie is... That someone makes him look out to be the bad guy, and then Commissioner Gordon's out to get him.
0: Yeah, well, I always thought like, why wouldn't you want people looking out for crime and helping you out and calling it yeah. in? Mean, they're not, you know, they're not doing anything bad. They're not robbing people or they're helping. They're finding situations to help. Yeah.
1: Right? Well, there was the guys in the, like the late '80s that wore the braids. Do you know who I'm talking about? Like French guardian people? angels. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which was is essentially the same thing as this. Uh-huh. But then I think that ended up becoming like a Ponzi scheme. Oh, really? <laughs> if you
0: want to be a guardian angel, you must donate.
1: <laughs> you must sell nine hundred berets. Well, supposedly, I think the rumor I had read was like the guy somehow got rich off of a thing that made no money. Gotcha. So, what do we think about this? I like that we have superheroes. I like that this is the only way it could have ended was with one of them running a drug ring.
0: Yeah. I think you know, hey man, this guy—you build up enough cachet with the police that you should be let off. I mean, if it's a drug, yeah. it's just, I mean, whatever. It's just low-level drug. It's dealing. karma, right? Yeah, the police right? should be like,
1: you—you've you've earned and it. We—we
0: we saved a few babies. We saved people from fires. We broke up some fights. We fed the homeless. Come on, let's a little Molly here and there. That's no problem. But
1: what's what's Molly between friends?
0: This vigilante's not paying the bills. <laughs> I don't get. I don't get paid. So feeding the homeless is not paying my mortgage. Come on. Uh, I hope it. I hope they let him off, and I hope he continues to
1: do... deal drugs. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who better to buy drugs from than someone who cares about injustice?
1: But you know that would probably be the best drug deal you come into it. Like when I was a kid, I bought some weed, and you know you're always like, "What's doing around here?" Uh, like I would have felt secure buying weed from him.
0: Yeah. And we have reached out to him <laughs> for comment and possibly an interview, and we will keep you up to date, and hopefully he'll uh, respond. We'll see. Oh,
1: we can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> All right. I like it. It's the Odd, the odd and odd
0: beat Podcast. That's it for today, folks. Of course, we want to thank you for your time, your ears, your your, su- your support, <laughs> your brain activity. Yes. We hope that it was active and not just like doled
1: out. I hope we helped you tune out some time while you're doing that long drive. <laughs> So
0: uh, where can the fine people see the Louis Fox show this week?
1: On February 8th, you can catch me at the University Heights Center in Seattle, doing a show at 3 o'clock as part of a family series. Sweet. So I'm breaking in all my new uh, dick jokes. It's oh, be nice,
0: amazing. nice. Wow.
1: Probably. That might
0: be the second time I've heard you swear on this podcast.
1: <laughs> the first time it was in the...
0: Uh... <laughs> it was in the article that yeah. you were reading. That's hilarious. Uh, so that's uh, on the 8th. So, on the 8th. And
1: that's it here in Seattle. Correct. And where can I catch uh, the Matt Baker Comedy Stunt Show?
0: I am hanging out. I might even come check out your dick jokes. <laughs>
1: yeah, give me on some the notes. <laughs> yeah. too, uh, too adult for the room.
0: <laughs> uh, but then on the 10th, I am headed out on the Disney Magic. This Disney Cruise Line it's headed out of Miami, and we're headed to, I believe... Their private island in Nassau. So you can come check that out if you want to spend a ridiculous amount of money. And I will also be doing dick jokes <laughs> to honor for you. you for, for, this is my last uh, contract on Disney uh, for the year. So uh, why not go out with a bang?
1: I like that your year ended in February. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, on <laughs> Disney, it did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the, the Matt Baker fiscal Disney year. You know
0: it, baby. So, uh, we, of course, we want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to support us more and get more content, we have bonus episodes through our Patreon. That's right.
1: You can find us at patreon.com slash odd and offbeat podcast.
0: And we have a series of extra bonus things that you can get, Odd and Offbeat swag. We have postcards from the road, and we do a monthly bonus episode with more weird stories and us talking about how expensive our drinks are at airports. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> exclusively that.
1: Us complaining about airport prices.
0: <laughs> and us not knowing Guy Fieri's catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I have done a show in his hometown, which is Ferndale, California. Oh, I have been there a couple times.
1: It's the the pride of uh, guy Fiari, yeah, pretty much
0: and you can also support us just by leaving a review or giving us some stars on iTunes or liking us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.
1: yeah you can also uh, tell tell friends, you can tell foes you can just tell get, your enemies get on the subway and yell it out. <laughs>
0: Especially if you don't like this program, tell your enemies.
1: Yeah. Dude, when I was in New York, I was on the subway and the mariachi band came on. Oh, it. so great. I was like the only person on the car that was way into it. Oh, anything. yeah.
0: Everyone else is just rolling their eyes. You're <laughs> I, dancing.
1: I was, but I didn't tip. Oh, what? I
0: didn't have any cash on me. Oh, yeah. Well, I think at this point, like if you're a street performer, you got to get some sort of card reader, right? Yeah,
1: but then like I'm, I'm getting off the train and they're like hands out. I don't have time to, yeah, yeah. to swipe. But
0: it was amazing. That's well. Well, you supported them with positive energy. With
1: good vibes. You yeah. know,
0: they can pay their mortgage with positive energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So we want to thank you so much. We hope you have a weird week. We are out.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Stay weird.